Welcome, everybody, to the board YouTube channel for Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show that goes live every weekday morning at 9.45 a.m. Eastern time right here in the Hammers NBA content division. And today's show, as always, we go through some NBA free picks. We get pitches analysis of those free picks, and then we break up into a bit of discussion today. We're going to be talking about some interesting minutes and lineup changes with the Brooklyn Nets in their game yesterday against the Milwaukee Bucks. But it's a Thursday NBA slate. Decent slate apparently here as we have three free picks on the way for you guys, all three of which are SGPs, two of which are at DraftKings, one of which is at BetMGM, all of which, however, are also available at ESPN Bet if you have access to that one in your area. Before we go into those free picks, please make sure if you're tailing the picks that you hit that like button to support the show. It really makes a difference and helps get this on some more YouTube recommended pages. And of course, if it's your first time here or maybe not your first time here, but you have not done so yet, Get subscribed to the channel for NBA free picks every weekday morning, just like this and shows just like this, as well as we have today. It's Thursday. Myself and Kirk Evans going live at 2.45 p.m. or 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, rather. All right, let's get into those free picks that we have for today. First of all, we are going to the Pacers and Bulls for a one and a half unit SGP here. We're going plus 108 at DraftKings for these ones, and we have Tyrese Halliburton twice featuring. We have his under 28 and a half points and his 10 plus assists. So we're expecting his scoring to be cut off, being forced into additional passing here for a correlated play again at one and a half units. The second play here is minus 105 at BetMGM, but it's in the same game. The Pacers visiting the Chicago Bulls. We're taking Miles Turner, 15 plus points, and Kobe White under four and a half, three pointers made. In our third play, we are going to the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. We have Nikola Jokic, under 28.5 points, and Jamal Murray, 18-plus points for minus 105 odds at DraftKings. All right, we have two plays in the Pacers and Bulls game, as I said. But first of all, we have a a 1.5 unit banger here for Tyrese Halliburton. Pips, talk to us about this play and why we're going with the extra size on the bet. Uh, yeah, that's like a, a cheat code against the against the Bulls. I bet it so far this couple of times this season, and it I was like Trey Young under points and over assists. He then ended up with 21 points and 13 assists. Damian Lillard under uh, points and and uh, over assists. He had Lillard had 14, 18, and 12 points against the Bulls this season and covered the assist line uh, as well. So yeah, it's like they allow the least points to opposing point playmakers and they allow almost the most assists to opposing point playmakers. So this is a great spot. So if you take a look also at the defense per position, allow Bulls allow by far the least points to opposing point guards. So they are, the, the league average is like 25. Uh, Utah Jazz in the second place with 22 and Bulls allow 20. So like huge margin like uh, like of being the best. Also, they allow the least points to opposing pick and roll ball handlers. Number one ranked in the league, Tyrese Halliburton is scoring uh, over his over 50% of his points via pick and roll ball handle. So yeah, this just looks like, like a great spot. Every ball dominant pick and roll type of uh, point guard uh, stayed under this line against the Bulls this season. 
All right, so there we have it. There's the first side of the Pacers and Bulls bets that we have for today. Again, two plays in this game. Uh, notable handicap there. But let's go to the second play here. It's Miles Turner, 15-plus points. Kobe White, under four and a half threes made for minus 105 at MGM. Uh, talk to us about this matchup and why you're favoring this side. Uh, I, I assume there's maybe some slight correlation as well with the Turner points. Yeah, so they are great at defending the ball handlers, but they are at five bottom of the league with defending uh, Rollman. Uh, so this is a great spot for Turner. He's scoring a lot of his points via spot up. He's scoring a lot. The Bulls are dead last in the league rank there, defending spot up. He's scoring a lot of points via pick and roll. Rollman playing with Tyrese Halliburton, who opens up the world for him. And the Bulls are terrible at defending those. And overall, if you take a look at uh, Turner, when playing 24 or more minutes, so not even big minutes, when he's playing 24 or more minutes, he's over this line in 16 out of 21 games this season. So, yeah, it's just a huge clear rate on, on this line. So, yeah, it's a great spot for, for Miles Turner. And the second part of this bet is obvious. Kobe White under in uh, threes. Most of his threes are spot-up threes, and Indiana Pacers allow the least spot-up threes in the league. And Kobe White regressed, like, like unbelievable regression over the last five games. So, over the last, yeah, he, it was an amazing run. It was fun where it lasted. But, I mean, he's still playing well, just no shot for him. Last two games, he, he is zero from 15 from three-pointers. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge regression. And his attempts over the last six games were six, 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 eight, and seven. So, not the, like an average seven attempts. So, it's very difficult to score five threes when you average seven attempts a game in positive matchups for spot-up shooting. Now, you get the worst possible matchup for, for spot-up shooting. So, I don't I don't see him, like, scoring five threes. I, I, could, I could see him being, like, three from seven, the best I can see. And I don't think... He will get positive aggression again, like he's shooting foul off, and I think it will stay there. All right, so there we have on the second play there. We've had a bit of hard luck with Turner this season. Hopefully, Turner can turn that around today. But the third play that we have is in the Grizzlies and Nuggets game, doing to a different matchup this time, and we're taking Jokic on an under on points, but we're taking Jamal Murray an over on points, and perhaps a bit of correlation as well, featuring for this minus 105 SGP at DraftKings. So if you take a look at the last 13 game from Jokic, uh, he went over this line only three games. He over the last 13 games, he he averaged uh, 23 points. Fell off after a great horse start with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray being back and healthy. Uh, I mean, this is a very difficult matchup for 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 Nikola Jokic. He's a, this is actually probably one of the most difficult matches for bigs in the entire league. So. Interesting fact, but over the last four games against the Memphis, Jokic averaged uh, 17 points. 13, 15, 18, and 22 over the last four games against the Memphis Grizzlies. He struggles a bit somehow with Jaren Jackson Jr. being there always to help with his uh, wingspan. So, yeah, I just think a difficult matchup for, for Nicola and with them. They are collapsing inside. They are great in the paint, uh, allowing the to almost, I think they are second best or the best paint uh, 
second best paying defense in the league and Jokic scores most of his points inside there and they are not allowing any post up they are doubling it so yeah it will be difficult for Jokic to score like it's not crazy difficult but Jokic's efficiency a bit, a bit fell off lately he had some weird games lately we, we, we were on his side over a couple of those games yeah. and yeah. seems like it's it's now a thing for the entire this month his efficiency dropped like he started the season 70 percent through shooting over the last 13 game it's 58 percent which is like close to a league average efficiency his field goal percentage is below 50 percent i don't think we, we ever saw like over the last couple of season months that Jokic was under 50 percent and now gets the most difficult matchups he can get in the entire league they are not allowing him to play one-on-one they and then we have Jamal Murray with them being so aggressive at defending Nikola Jokic. I expect Jamal Murray to be in a great spot to cover. If you take a look at the last four or five games for Jamal Murray, 22 points in a blowout win, 20 points, 32 points, 20 points in a blowout win, 28 points. He's shooting well, he's, he's aggressive, and he gets the looks, and with them limiting Jokic inside, I think Jamal Murray should take away this game and cover this line easily. All right. So there you have it. Those are the three free picks for today that we have on the show. We'll recap them as well before we get out of here. But before we do that, before we talk about the Brooklyn Nets yesterday, uh, we do have to recap yesterday's picks on the show. And unfortunately, another split day on the show as we got no luck in the Sixers and Magic game. Tyrese Maxey, despite his hot start, uh, actually struggles in the end and does not quite get to his pointer, but that's okay because Kelly Oubre did nothing all game. He had one field goal made the entire game, got nowhere near the 11 and a half line. Uh, however, on the other side of things, we had a pretty sweat free game on the Knicks and the Thunder. Jalen Brunson ends with 24 points, but got a bunch of those in the later stage of the game. Shagels Alexander crushes his 24 and a half line or 25 plus line rather that we had on the show. But Pips, uh, Talk about the the Sixers side of this play and uh, maybe where things went wrong here. Uh, Kelly Oubre didn't like play at all. He was zero from five in the first quarter. In the first half, got benched. Played only thirteen minutes. Second half, uh, he touched the ball I think twice on offense in like fifteen minutes. He wasn't involved at all. They were blitzing, double teaming Maxi, and still Oubre wasn't involved. We had Melton with 17 field goal items, uh, Harris with over 20 field goal items, and Uber playing between them didn't touch the ball. So it was kind of a weird night for Uber. That one was a bit wrong. I mean, I expected them to be played the way they're playing against uh, the entire season, and they decided, okay, with Tari Maxi, without Embiid, let's, let's double team him as much as possible, hedge his screens. They did it. He was scoring very efficient in the first half. He missed some shots in the second half, and that was it. Yeah, thankfully, we get the second one easily. So, split day, looking better today, and I hope we have a profitable day today because I really like our spots today. All right, and speaking of minutes, we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. This was a strange one. The Nets played against the Bucks yesterday and were were in a game. I, I think they, they lost in the end. Um, but what was the crazy part of this is that 
Cam Thomas, Mikhail Bridges, they lost in the end. But it was a close game at the time. At, at uh, the time. Mikhail Bridges and Cam Thomas play the first quarter and then do not play for the rest of the game. So, Pips, what happened here? What caused this benching of sorts or resting of sorts in this game? And perhaps how did sports bettors react to this? This is insane. I, I On my, like, betting aside... I think that there should be some punishment for this. I don't think this should happen in the NBA, especially with players like Mikel Bridges, who is number one player on the team. I get it. He when the new they released the news that they are resting everyone else besides Cam and, and, and Bridges. I expect okay. Last season the same thing happened, and the same team they played it was against the Bucks, and Mikel Bridges came in and played only first quarter, 12 minutes, and didn't didn't return. Because he is on streak with I don't know how many consecutive games he played. It's yeah. insane number. And I get it, like that part. But doing it for Cam Thomas, who played 22 minutes uh, in one game they played over the last five days, this is insane. Like, the, like he's not, he's probably moving to the bench soon and he's not that important. Like, he's not there, like top three players. Like, so I, in not any streak or anything. And it was a close game, so it's madness. It's complete madness to, to do that. And yeah, on the betting side, when the news came, I think a lot of people remember that last season, what happened when the same thing happened, and heavily bet uh, some game parlays on everything under for Mikhail Bills. And I think a lot of people made a lot of money yesterday out of it. And a lot of people lost money betting Cam Thomas. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely something the NBA should crack down on. They have rules regarding resting. And like for Bridges, I get that there's this this Iron Man streak going on where he's played I mean played he's played every game of the past three seasons, and that and there's probably a streak that spills over even into the season before that. So it's this crazy streak, but also like you're just playing a quarter. I mean, does, does that really count towards it? Like here's a guy averaging 34 minutes this season who played uh, just one quarter in yesterday's game. So I agree. The NBA should do something to kind of crack down on it. Although I don't really know like what the NBA could do. Like, cause the, I guess the Nets could say he's injured or the Nets could say that like, he's not playing yeah, well. They they can lie. The game. Yeah. They can lie. Yeah. yeah. They can That's lie. where the complication is because the NBA has this resting rule now. Where you can't rest like both stars uh, if like they fit a certain criteria, which which granted Mikael Bridges and Cam Thomas don't fit that criteria, but I don't know what they could do necessarily. But it just feels wrong for people to show up to watch if they care about watching the Brooklyn Nets, and then this goes down, right? It just comes back to I guess the fan base and the fans who drive the league. So it shouldn't be yeah. quite like that. So that is an interesting one. But for betters. If you took advantage, I was uh, unfortunately not uh, privy to the situation, so did not capitalize myself, but does sound like uh, maybe Pips did capitalize. It also looks like uh, D. Shifty in chat was able. I to think a lot of people, a lot of people did. Some people did it because they saw it on Twitter, other people sharing. There is some, a lot of beef about other people tweeting it and uh, yeah, ruining uh, the edge for everyone. 
I mean, I also know that at least hundreds of people, thousands of people bet it only because they saw it on Twitter. Yeah, maybe they didn't win as much as some pros that, that could get more money. But if, if pros didn't realize that before this guy tweeted, that, that's on them also. So, yeah. But I, I know some people had runners and everything. Like, I know some people bet probably like six figures on it. And it's not easy to get that money down. You need some no. time. And some people probably lost some of their outs because some people shared on Twitter. So I get both sides on, on this one. Yeah, that, that's it's a good follow-up to this because uh, I am in some group chats where some people are upset with people who share massive edges like this to gain social camaraderie in a sense, to gain clout on social yeah. media. People want to, you know, because you share something like this. This is a big edge that wins people money. It really helps with your stock as a as a social media presence. But other bettors online don't like this because they want to keep it private. So they can absolutely smash the edge. What is what is your take overall on this? I'll just say the people that share it on the Twitter for everyone else to get it are, are recreational bettors. That that's need to be like that's one hundred percent true. Like they don't realize how much money they could make of it and don't bet professionally themselves. If you bet professionally yourself, the first thing you'll do, you'll get as many outs as possible to as many bookies as possible and as many as much money on it as possible. So you won't be tweeting out of it because you will take your money out of it. So yeah, if anyone share it, I mean, it helps a lot of people win a lot of money and I am okay with that, but the, those people are not professional bettors. Like, if you have some huge edge and by sharing you losing out, I don't think you'll do it. Like, there's no no right. no point in doing it. So yeah. Do you think? I, do I you understand think these, both sides. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you think like anybody's in the wrong here? I mean, me personally, like, look, these are people who are trying to boost their social presence. This does that. They're not. Maybe they don't have the risk tolerance of a pro better. They're not putting down six figures. Maybe they're comfortable putting a hundred dollars down and having like a hundred dollar day. That's yeah, fun yeah, to yeah. them. That helps with like their followers that boost their social profile. I understand why they would want to do that. That makes complete sense. But I also understand pro betters who are maybe actually driving to a brick and mortar betting location to get something down. And then this tweet comes out and now that bet is gone who are upset about it because they're trying to get somewhere they can actually get down on. So both sides make sense. I don't really think anybody's in the wrong, but what about I'll you? I'll say these people tweeting out made hundreds to a lot of people and took away thousands for professionals. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I don't think the thing about in defense of these guys that shared it, I don't think they realize what they how the how it's actually happening beside the screens and how they the bookies will react to it and I don't think they even had an idea that how massive edge that is that you can uh, honestly risk like 30 for 40 percent of your bankroll of it because I don't like the other spots that can like you can win. I mean, combining his points under rebounding under and assist under and trees under will give you like plus 1000 on most sides. Like you can, but that's and it has like you have plus 1000, it's like win rate probably like 80 percent expected so yeah that's like yeah. the biggest edge you can possibly have in your entire life and yeah you need to bet heavy on this so 
I think you're right. If it is rec betters sharing this stuff, perhaps they don't even understand the concept of yeah. outs and getting limited and yeah. having access to this. They think, okay, they don't if I want to bet 10K how- on this, I can just go uh i could just go to a sports book and bet it like a lot of people just just can't do that right yeah it's very interesting spot i I, like honestly i said i said like i understand both sides i think both sides has some wrongs there people sharing on twitter as quick as possible have more wrongs for me but i understand and i also love the followers and their viewers getting some money like i always I'm always in favor of people winning money. I'm doing this because I enjoy helping people win money and not just by telling my picks, but maybe to learn some fraud process and win by themselves even better. So I understand their like need to share it, but people that share and brag about it like it's some like crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Makes complete sense. So uh, interesting spot. Uh, it's just. I guess if you want to get down to this stuff, like it's just you've got to get into a state where, like, when news like this comes, it just clicks that you got to bet on certain sides and or certain certain spots. And uh, this was definitely one of those circumstances that some people did take advantage of. All right, let's wrap it up here. Let's get into the recap of the bets that we have for today. Three picks in play. Big fans of the first one. One and a half units going on this one in the Pacers and Bulls game. We're taking Tyrese Halliburton under on points and over on assists. It's at 28 and a half points and 10 plus assists. Both of these alternate lines. Of course, it was plus 108 at DraftKings. I think it's down to plus 104 or so, but still good number to take. Another bet in the Pacers and Bulls game for our second bet to take Miles Turner 15 plus points and Colby White under four and a half threes. That's minus 105 at BetMGM. Reminder that all these have better odds at ESPN bet. In the third play here, we have in the Grizzlies and Nuggets game, it's Nikola Jokic under 28 and a half points, Jamal Murray 18 plus points, and that is minus 105 at DraftKings. So thank you everybody for tuning into the show today. Drop that like before you go. Subscribe to the channel for more content and get the notifications on for all the content we have here because we have another show coming today. Myself and Kirk Evans going live at 2.30 for NBA weekly analysis and perhaps some additional bets as well. Last week, the bet that Evan Kirk shared was a winner on John Morant under on assist. So we shall see if we can have more today. And me and Pips, we'll be back right here tomorrow at the same time for more from Pick and Roll. We'll see you there. 